Welcome everybody to another episode of the Love Change Podcast. Lovely Kay here, got inspired. Lovely Amor. We were uh, running a Brave Space session on relationships this weekend. And uh, there was a question part of it about role models, which role models you had uh, that you based your concepts of relationships on. That inspired you, Kay, to uh, suggest it as a topic. So I'm still looking for the episode that we're going to talk about missing stuff. Still want to do that. But missing today, stuff? missing people, missing like in change, you're saying goodbye to stuff. We're going to miss things. But today... Going to put it on for next week. Yeah, today we're going to be talking about role models. <laughs> yep. And how valuable they are in the process of change. And how to deal with uh, not having them also when you're going through some change where you don't know anybody who has uh, done what you're trying to do or uh, yeah, embark on new territories. If you're watching this, if you're tuning in on the Love Change podcast, then you know we like to share the nitty gritty. The, 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 the not pretty. Yeah, the not pretty, the dirty hands, uh, scruffy clothes, the, the stuff that you don't televise, you don't Instagram about because uh, it's vulnerable, it's tender and it's, it's real painful sometimes also. And today, uh, kick it off, Kay, what kind of role models were you looking for that you didn't have? Yeah, I think particularly related to relationship. To start with, because that's where the idea was born for this episode, I think it was really an eye-opener for me um, how little of a role model I have seen in my life that would work like that for me in a relationship. I was mm. really having my, my eye-opening moment where I was like, actually, we are creating something mm. that I want to have, but I haven't really seen many times before. And that was pretty powerful because I was like, yeah, it's actually crazy that you decide for yourself that you do it the way you want to do it because you believe this is right but you don't really have a role model for that and my mm. parents have been great it's not, like nothing wrong about that but um in particular when it comes to conflict um i had a conversation with my mom about it and then i was don't like have yeah conflict. yeah literally like we had a couple weeks bit uh, roughy time and then she was like yeah if you have conflict you just don't speak up you disagree. You just like you avoid conflict. That's what she said, and I was like, "That's just wrong. That's just really wrong." But mm. that's her view. Why is that wrong, in your opinion? Um, yeah, because I don't think it works when you just swallow and drown a conflict and just don't let it come up. Because then, if that something happens again, like you don't know that it's bothering me or it's creating something conflict in me mm -hmm. so then it's just going to build up and at some point it's just going to explode or implode or whatever direction mm -hmm. i just don't think this is right but she has been raised like that and that's also kind of her imprint on and how when did you when did you realize that you were avoiding conflict yourself in the relationship yeah in relationships i think there would be moments where i would like um yeah i just like need to maybe um take a moment for myself and like really listen into me what it does and how to reply and what to say etc but that would also be a way of avoiding conflict mm. 
Mm. It will be like, yeah, let it settle for a moment. It's not mm. that I want to react in the moment. I want to respond. But the difference between wanting to respond is just to like take a bre- breath and really think what it does to you when you like strip off all the layers mm. while taking some time and maybe coming back to it the next day it's just going to be milder and that's not necessarily good or you just be like ah it wasn't so bad it's okay i don't need to talk about it but mm. that's not really confronting the conflict yeah but that's what i'm asking is like you're like in your relationship, you feel like you're creating something that you didn't have a role model yeah. for. Yep. And that led to the uh, topic of conflict, having conflicts. Apparently, you feel like your parents didn't serve as good role models on yeah. having conflicts. And you were really awakened by that, by having a conversation with your mom where she was like, don't have conflict. Yeah, conflict is but still just one part of it. I feel the way we are creating a foundation, defining the framework of a relationship, it's just something I really haven't experienced. And Mm. I have friends, couples that are in many portions someone for me that I'm like, wow, I just love how they are around each other and etc. etc. But mm. of course I'm also not with them twenty four seven, so I cannot say Do you ask them these things that would make them role models? Um, how do you mean? Well if, I don't know if any other topic besides conflict is something that you're looking for role models. Yeah. And that you're like, I don't know, your friends, your couple and you're like, hey, how do you guys deal with conflict? I would ask that, yeah, for sure. You do? Oh, yeah, I would ask that. And does that lead to something that you're like, oh, actually, that's a good example? Yeah, of course. I mean, especially when people are in a relationship for a long, long time, it's very interesting to see what they, how they see it like. Mm-hmm. So I do, but still, it's like, yeah, there's like portions, bits and pieces everywhere. But like the bigger, in the bigger picture, I don't really, yeah, I feel like we are creating something that is... One of a kind, in my opinion. I so, think that's always the case. There's nobody uh, creating the same thing over. Yeah. You know? In some sense, for sure. Um, but it's also like the way I have been raised and ingrained about this is I feel I'm really walking away very far mm-hmm. from what I have been taught to be as a girlfriend. What was that then? To yeah. Be as a girlfriend? Not speak up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Anything else? I think mainly this this whole concept of like you need a man to be happy. I think that's something that um, was something. That and if you look at your grandmother, she moved away from Poland and moved to New York. Yeah, because my grandfather died. Ah, if, uh, yeah. So you have to wait for me to die, then you're free. <laughs> it's good news. Excuse me, check yeah, my check really... my drinks from now. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, so that's that's something, and then you really so an independent woman woman role model was lacking. Yeah, I mean my nana that lives in the states, she is for me the like the epitome of independence, mm. as much as you can be, especially in her high age. But it's just like yeah, I mean she did it because she was always the one that would like break with those rules. But it would mean not be the case. Like it would be not the regular case to do that. So. No, but you only need one outlier to really have a role model, no? Yeah, of course. I think. 
of course you moved away so you didn't see much of her you mm -hmm. didn't catch much of her spirit yeah and you were surrounded by your own uh, parents yeah yeah, but I think also plenty families that we have, like our parents' age. Mm -hmm. My parents have plenty friends that are kind of like started divorcing when the kids were out of the house. Of course. You know, because then it was like, okay, like we, we dealt with that. Kids are out of the house. Now we can live our own life and go our own ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I find that also difficult. Like you spend 20 years... Maybe not being happy in a, in a marriage, but you've mm. been like, we're going to just act. Well, I think it's about the point that you don't want your kids to grow up in a broken home. Yes, but still, I don't know if they enjoy it way more if you kind of act that everything is happy and jolly. Mm. I don't know. I don't find that. But what, what is the role model problem in that situation? Yeah, that I feel like that generation also wouldn't allow themselves to do their own way. Because it was like, oh my gosh, you cannot get divorced. That's like absolutely mm. a no-go. Mm. You know? It's interesting. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, when we speak about role models, I feel what I'm learning now for me is to also surround myself with older women to mm. really also have that as an inspiration. Because when I was 30, I didn't have many friends that were somewhere in their 40s and were really happy and confident. So I was like, oh my gosh, turning 30 is the end of the world. While, uh, yeah, now I'm turning 40 and I'm like, it's pretty cool. So to have someone, to have friends that are older and really give you uplifting energy and vibe that is so important. It's really, really important. Mm -hmm. So either it's my coach who is 59 or other women that I know. Who but it's something women. that you started doing recently, no? Um, to surround myself with that. Yeah. So when I met you, all your friends are 10 years younger than you. Minimum. Well, I have a couple friends that are older. Yeah. yeah. So you don't see them that, that much. I have seen them a lot at Deshima. Okay. I would have seen them there a lot. Mm. So, yeah, but... But you see them also as role models. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah. So I think that's important. Mm. Yeah. How about you? How about me? What? Yeah. <laughs> Just love that question. <laughs> yeah. How about your role models? Where do you disagree? Where do you agree? Where do you look up to? I think from the perspective of disagreeing, I disagreed from a very young age. I think I always had the consciousness that everything we see around us has been made up by other people who are just as legit in making things up as we are so yeah. it's not like i remember having arguments with my parents at a young age and they were like yeah it's the way it is because we are your parents i'm like okay it's nice for you <laughs> um, but yeah I, I i'm free to make my own choice in that and find my own models i think the biggest part where role models play a big role is the subconscious area like I notice, for instance, uh, a lot of behavior of mine, uh, which has to do with uh, feeling uh, scarcity around money and not abundance is really an unconscious thing that I might have taken over from uh, my dad when I was younger. I think that 
most of the things are unconscious to be honest i really believe mm-hmm. so like everything that you experience as a kid you would not point out and be like ah this is coming from x or y yeah and that's why i think that makes the, it really difficult yeah and it is also important to be like okay i picked up a whole bunch of stuff along the way subconsciously unconsciously and i'm noticing the effects of them consciously and from that place i want to model towards different people and i think for me being in a wheelchair was definitely one that i didn't feel like i had role models mm-hmm. um i read some books and i was like okay i cannot relate to these people mm-hmm. and uh, why why not yeah because uh I had so much stuff going on in my life besides being in a wheelchair mm-hmm. from uh, trauma in my family or, or uh, work or girlfriend or uh, my life wasn't as simple as portrayed in those books. Mm-hmm. So I uh, just couldn't relate. Also, the fact of being a migrant, being a foreigner mm-hmm. for me was another layer to feeling an outsider that was always there in me. And then got emphasized by winging in a wheelchair. Um, I think another aspect that was hard and is hard that I'm still working on is uh, around the topic of just like I saw my mom always do everything by herself and mm-hmm. never asking much for help. Yeah. And uh, my dad always begging for help and never being helped. So this whole concept of asking for help and that being a good thing is something that I just know I have modeled it on wrong examples and uh, mm-hmm. not saying anything about them, but just that the associations that I have with asking for help are just incorrect. So now I'm trying to remodel that thinking of people. I'm like, oh, who's actually good at getting pe- more people involved with their cause and mission Mm -hmm. and doing that as an act of empowerment instead of uh, feeling like uh, it's a downturn or or something bad Mm -hmm. another thing um, yeah just taking it easy taking a break Mm -hmm. feeling good about that I think if you look at uh, not just my upbringing because we moved to a new country so we had to start from zero that means you have to run extra hard that being my close circle but also if you look at all the books and uh, stuff in the media that's about people you can look up to they're always running and like now with the whole yoga and mindfulness stuff there's also people you can look up to or like talking about the art of standing still Uh, but to truly uh, be content with doing less making less uh, you call it the minimalism stuff Mm. you know but to have that as a role model you know like oh i look up to somebody who lives in a tiny house we all like flirt with the idea but if you're gonna draw your vision you're gonna draw a big mansion there 
You know, you're not going to draw a tiny house. And that's what I feel like is also part of... Uh, yeah, you disagree? Yeah, I kind of... I think I would start drawing from the inside. If you say I would draw a big house, I'd be like, I would draw how the house is filled with energy, with people. Mm -hmm. You know, that's more important for me. I don't care about the house. Yeah, I love true. what you said about that house. You're like, I don't care if we live in a scruffy place and the bathroom is a bit scruffy, etc. It's mm. like, I care about you and me. Yeah. And that is like, that's where I would really start my drawing from. Yeah, I agree like, with that. I don't that. need a huge house with 15 rooms. No, no, it's not about the need, per se. Yeah, I also not... don't want, really, no. Okay. Okay. I want some place that I feel nice, yeah. That's yeah, for sure. I agree with that. But uh, for me, I guess the yeah, I think now that we're talking about it, if I can say good role models are people who are happy, who are in peace, who are mm -hmm. uh, really living in the moment, not the ones that are rushing and. Uh, in need and, and, and stressed out because they're, they're living the same clock, mm -hmm. you know, it's just the same hours that's ticking. And about relationships, definitely, I think, like, I come from divorce. I've seen it with uh, myself, with many of my friends who uh, were raised uh, in a divorce that you are very easily saying goodbye to a relationship. Because you never uh, saw people dealing with arguments, with conflict, being angry at each other. Like, hey, you pissed me off, I'm done with you. You know? Mm. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. I don't have... I'm play. laughing, but you know why I'm laughing. Yeah, I think... Uh, I don't know why you're laughing, but... <laughs> I think those aspects are important, but also... Uh, um, yeah, explaining... Um, like I think I did have great examples of family and loyalty mm -hmm. because of my family in Iran and how they always embraced that's us beautiful. when we came back and that's why I feel so weird here in the Netherlands and more at home in Colombia for instance mm -hmm. where the culture is all about family and embracing yeah. and uh, yeah that's a bunch of role models that people here didn't have yeah. so I'm, I see the difference in different role models yeah, they also don't understand that part because they never experience it. But what I would like to tie back for a moment is to the um, doing less. Mm -hmm. If you say, yeah, like getting used to the concept of uh, taking rest or standing still and doing less. But what makes you say is doing less? Like, what is the measuring stick? I find it really interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think... Uh... Is it really, would you say, like, you know, because you're standing still? Or slowing down, you do less. It's like, I think it's really good to look at that. Yeah, I think it's like not being output orientated. You know, in one sense, we are all. You, the only thing you're doing is being. And uh, everybody's being the same amount. But mm -hmm. saying, hey, I'm uh, 35, I have uh, two master's degrees uh, and not a PhD. Uh, uh, no, not a PhD or I'm 35 and I have a PhD. Mm -hmm. Doing more or less. And then being content, like for a PhD, I'm happy. I'm not doing it because mm -hmm. I don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. But to be like, hey, actually, I'm content with where I'm at. And I am content with where I'm at because I practice it. 
but uh, in Farsi we say some people have nails under their butt. They just cannot sit still. Yeah. That's my mom. So that's my role model. So sitting still creates this type of unrest in me just because of that role model. Yeah, this, but... This thing, you snooze, you lose, all this stuff. Yeah, but what is this, you know? For me, it's like... I don't know. It's, I don't want to say anything about someone having a PhD or several PhDs, but for me, it's also... I was always very practical. I was like, I can collect all those accolades under my belt and mm. have all those titles and stuff, but what do I do with it? So I started working mm. pretty early. I didn't do my master. I did my bachelor, and there was an opportunity to start working, and I was like... I want to apply that shit. I mm. want to learn on the go. I you found know, that way more. I did the same thing having my own business, but I also yeah. was told to also finish my degrees. You know? Yeah, but I... That's the difference in people telling you, hey, you cannot just walk away from not getting a master. Yeah, but I also want to do my own business so you can do it at the same time. You know, that's what I mean. Yeah, like, but nobody, that's your choice. No, no, nobody told, told me. Maybe people tried to tell me. Uh, but I didn't listen. It's like, hey, one is enough. One master. Yeah, or just either a master or a business and not mm -hmm. both at the same time. Yeah, I don't think you have been surrounded by people that would have told you, hey, piano. <laughs> yeah, I think my mom tried, but she didn't succeed. I have friends who tried, but didn't yeah. succeed. I think because your mom also, is in the energy of like also... Yeah, take it easy, but it's also like... I think really with uh, not being in a rush is a good thing yeah. to say. Like, I think my role model or my concept of the world was always a bit like running. Like the normal pace of life is too slow. I, I know that. Yeah, that's why I find it funny. You talk about it like you never lived that, but you also did that. I absolutely, but I always, I always felt I'm missing out on something, mm -hmm. and there is never enough time. Mm -hmm. Like my forced standing still, being the burnout, mm -hmm. was really the thing I just couldn't. And then I was like, "What am I doing with this?" Mm -hmm. And that was like not a pleasant experience, but to really realize that you have to focus your attention on not on what you're missing out mm. but what you want to care for mm. and like really completely rephrase this mindset that made me walk in a normal pace and like now yeah but that's what i'm saying who are the role models in that period honestly there was no one and there this, was is, no this is where the conversation gets interesting. If we're talking about role models, plenty of times you're dealing with some type of change that you don't know anybody who you can say, okay, I can look up to them. Either because you got your head up your ass or because you're surrounded with different type of people. Mm -hmm. I think I don't have that experience, but for instance, being gay, Nowadays might be easier because online you can find people who share their story of yeah. coming out or uh, dealing with society and, and, and norms when you have a different orientation. Um, if you rewind yeah. 30 years, you didn't have role models, you had to do it by yourself. It's super difficult. Okay, we were all uh, way more lonely journeys and still people did. And 
like you're mm-hmm. saying in the burnout or me with the wheelchair or deciding not to work with people or just any process of learning and changing uh, without role models is super challenging because uh, what role models create is some type of reassurance, some type of it's okay what you're doing, somebody else has done it as well and be careful for this and that maybe. Yeah, but I kind of, I don't know, I never really was like actively looking for that. The only like, especially the burnout, I was like, then like the only thing as, that I had as a guidance system was my intuition. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I know what I don't want. Mm-hmm. And I need time to explore what I want. So going back was an absolutely not happening situation. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I think it may, might make it, make it easier to have role models and be like, oh yeah, someone did that. But at the same time, it's also very exciting to just, uh, exciting at some point maybe, but also not very great on the way to create it yourself but i find that pretty fascinating yeah but if i look at your journey still as the burnout is behind you you're still reading up on it you're still learning from other people's journeys Mm -hmm. so role models do play a role in your change yeah as much as important as intuition can be yeah i think uh for me also, like sitting in a wheelchair looking for role models, it's like, yeah, there are plenty of people in a wheelchair that you can find and read up about, etc. Um, Still, you're going to compare apples with peers, no? It's about a different person. Like the know? whole conversation Thing we is, had around mindset, mm-hmm. as you said, and I find found that really powerful, like the wheelchair of course changes the circumstances and how you can approach and experience life mm. but you have if you have been shitting your pants around doing something it's not going to be better with in a wheelchair but if you have always been thinking nothing is impossible just going to go out there and get it then this mindset yeah. you just take with you and yeah. then things adapt around you yeah circumstances so the, adapt. the person so, is the same yeah it's just the form that changes yeah you know, if you I never still, left your country and then you always, uh, yeah, going to go on vacation be like, oh, oh my God. It's going to be scary. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, and then you prefer to go to places that you have been because you're like, oh, that's a comfort zone. I know that. Exactly. And if you just pack your backpack and you just disappear and you're going to just go and go places that you haven't been because you're like, I'm not going to go the same place. I have been there. Yeah, I want to see something new. Yeah. So I see like, in particular, this example, like my parents, they love to go same places every year for vacation. I'm like, why would you do that? You know mm-hmm. their place. And on the other hand, they're like, it's so crazy. You just go to countries and you just book one night in a hostel and take it from there. How do you do it? Mm-hmm. You know, so it's it's really a mindset thing. Yeah. Yeah, but it's also funny that with those role models, you still... Um, chose to do something different, right? Yeah. <laughs> Some technical things. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. What were your role models to change your traveling life then? 
to change me. I definitely didn't want to do the same that my parents were doing. Yeah, that's what Sometimes I find interesting. Sometimes you just walk as far away as you can. Yeah, that's what I usually see. Which either you can also you call <laughs> Yeah, you either do exactly the same unconsciously mm-hmm. or consciously you're like, no, I'm going to do the opposite mm-hmm. or, or far from it. And, and uh, push against it, you know, like push mm-hmm. away from uh, what is being shown. Mm-hmm. But, but that's the thing, also- like if... The thing that you're going through is not something that's being shown, so you cannot push off against it or walk away from it. Mm-hmm. It's just a unique experience, like you said, searching for other people online, reading up on it, or, or, or uh, looking for forums where people talk about a certain mm-hmm. topic. Um can create that value because I still think it's valuable to be able to exchange thoughts and ideas around Mm -hmm. uh, certain aspects of life that you're going through. Also, like, hair experience, it helps a lot. Someone who had, like, been those places and they can tell you how Mm -hmm. it feels, you can really learn a lot from that. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So who are your role models at this moment? (laughs) Alicia Keys. Alicia, why? <laughs> I think she's uh, she's one of the most uh, inspirational and empowering women of our times. The way she's the, the way she's living life very consciously, creating her family life, having her kids, inspiring as she is, mm-hmm. and like really sharing so much of her authenticity. And also, like, when I read her book, she was also saying, like, I never thought that part would be interesting to people. So I was always hiding it in the last corner. But now coming out with all those things and really talking about it, showing up without makeup. Mm. Um, I mean, she got so much criticism for that, for example. Yeah. And that might sound not very particular for people. But of course, if you show up on a red carpet without makeup, people are just going to destroy you because they're like, how dare you? Like, this and is the red carpet. Yeah, but she was like, no, I just don't want to do that. And if I feel like it, I can do it. And I think Mm. she's really one of those um, strong women that are just really amazing. And uh, yeah, I follow a couple other ladies that are very body confident. I found that also um, very inspiring to like really say um, social media is not real. It's something that people make up Mm. while those ladies are really showing up with their emotions with their non-perfect bodies, non-makeup, whatever. And just being like, yeah, this is also a strong body. It's one uh, yoga lady, like really curvy, but like really big. She's doing the most crazy yoga moves. And she's like, yeah, this, you don't need to be this to do great yoga poses. That's the whole point. And you also don't need to be this to be super strong and do your workouts. And I find that really amazing. And this... Yeah, this like showing up authentic, I find really, really inspiring. Mm. And uh, yeah, so that's yeah, mostly mostly the feminine um, mm. accounts that I follow, but I find that really inspiring to see and uh, use as role models, really. Mm. Yeah, I think to see. And I also feel like, especially for women, if you look at them, the older they get, the more wise authentic inspiring they are and i have never thought like that when i was younger 
kind of like especially in the fashion industry if you are young you think oh yeah now you're pretty mm. now you look great but at some point you just need to be recycled mm. also modeled just like at some age you just like you're not used anymore mm. and like it completely reversed my system and my belief <coughs> around that what do you mean yeah to really see that actually when you age you are gathering so much knowledge and so much are you would think an older version of you is worth less yeah wow. absolutely absolutely wow. yeah so i think that's really amazing to like really rephrase this whole belief system and find role models that inspire me mm. how about you how <laughs> about me what yeah. <laughs> the work on your uh, interview skills yeah <laughs> yeah how about your role models who are you looking at I think uh, I really like uh, Sadhguru uh, mm. just because uh, yeah, the way he presents uh, enlightenment yeah. and uh, how he also not only sits someplace being enlightened but he goes out there. Uh, oh, yeah, as a super huge uh, volunteering organization, really helping people. And uh, I find him a modern day leader. Yeah. Um, I think uh, Elon Musk, I think now that I'm looking deeper into it, the way he's able to gather people around him who can also help him. Like mm-hmm. he's not doing anything by himself, he's got great partners in all his ventures. Yeah. But I think he's one of those that is like super top level, but also super in the detail. He's, he's an engineer. He's everywhere, yeah. Uh, Which is also very inspiring, I find. If you're running such a huge company, yeah. and then you still actually know about every detail, that's also very powerful. Yeah, I think that's inspiring. Um, but I think kids, kids are great role models mm-hmm. because they, uh, they just are themselves still. They're like yeah. open and vocative about how they feel what they feel like yeah i think up to like between four and eight years old mm. i think that's my uh, range of role models for kids <laughs> yeah uh, i love your sister said it back then she was like yeah kids show you a whole different perspective on seeing the world yeah it's so true it's so pure it's really so not influenced by any belief systems also like i want to be an astronaut mm. it's just like why not yeah, it's true. It's you know, true. my parents are like, yeah, but it's not a realistic oh, whatever. It it's no one cares. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, but that's really so. Uh, yeah. I think also I used to have plenty of cartoon characters as role models, like the that's cool Naruto and and uh, Dragon Ball stuff. Uh, <laughs> and I still sometimes look back at them because yeah, there are also characters who deal with life in a certain way. Mm-hmm. And deal with hardship and, and keep showing up because they believe in something. Yeah. So uh, I think my role models are mostly around uh, dealing with hardship and, and keep showing up and bouncing back. That's that's the biggest mm-hmm. part of it, I think. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for this uh, lovely conversation. Uh, Thank you for tuning in. Um, 
If you feel like you want to share your role model with us, drop a line. And we'll see you next week on another Love Change. Love Change out. Out. Out, out. <laughs>